Welcome to episode 36 of the Eye of Terror podcast. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. Starting off with some hobby progress. Finally. 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 (laughs) Finally. It is completed. (laughs) Done. I finished the first Thousand Suns Tax Squad. Woo! Man, this has been a saga that's been going on for like episodes and episodes and weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. But now they're finally. finally. Yeah, literally today. Today. Today, finished it. But they look spectacular. They do. Oh, they my look God. pretty freaking amazing. I haven't taken a photo, but I will take a photo and put it on our Facebook page. So take a look. Um, these are the best looking tax squad dudes I've ever painted. And it's not because of the way I paint or my painting skill. Mm-hmm. It's because the models are so freaking good. They are pretty awesome. As long as you but st- it's still a really good paint job, man. Oh, well, thanks. I just stay within the lines. <laughs> that's all you that's all you need to do with these models it just as you stay within the lines you're going to end up with an amazing result yeah yeah so they look they look fantastic i even i i never even i do a little basing of course for all the yeah sure all the tack dudes all the troops and stuff usually reserve the special basing for like elites or captains yeah, yeah, yeah. or you know chaplains or some you know sorcerer or something but with these guys i put little little you know shrubbery <laughs> and all of the bases yeah yeah so they all look a little special these are little special unicorns little special unicorns yeah little little snowflakes marching in a battle in a lovely shade of baby blue yeah yeah they, <laughs> yeah, they do attract attention glinting in gold and blue <laughs> yeah they're, they're not the bruin marines they are not meant to be subtle no <laughs> they aren't they aren't shoot those guys we shoot can see guys. them a mile away you, you can tell them by their little hat things <laughs> they're wearing the extra tall hats some of them have flames coming off their tall hats yeah yeah because they're because their hats not helmets clearly <laughs> <laughs> right, Egyptian hats. Uh, the uh, I I got to start on two HQ units. I took two exalted sorcerers, and I I learned my lesson from last time. Yeah, the the lesson with Thousand Suns is to not prime them blue. Nope. You should nope, follow no. Duncan Rhodes' advice from Games Workshop, and then just spray paint them in retributor gold, because that's gonna shorten your painting by a mile so this time i i'm gonna i already already did the base coat in the gold for the two sorcerers and i'm just gonna work off of that and then add the blue in so i don't have to worry about doing all those swirly little gold things it's gonna make it i think a lot faster so we'll see we'll see we'll see this is just the toughest army i've ever had to paint so many freaking details man so many little bits i mean the results are great and it's going to be a spectacular looking army but man so much work i if you're a if you're like a professional painter whatever you're going to charge your client for a normal tax squad you may want to charge um these guys double for these guys because they're that much work okay next on my list of completed projects was the death watch frag cannon guy the second one? The second one. Second so one. I already had a first one that came yeah. with the original kill team I, I put together. But I like the way these guys play. <laughs> yes, you do. Template of Death. Followed and, by like and, Strength 9. Strength 9. Basically, it's, a, it's a last a, cannon. Yeah, it's a short-range last, last cannon. cannon. Yeah, so I like them a lot. So I, I built a second guy, and I have a third guy that I haven't built yet. But I completed a second guy, so now my Death Watch is two frag cannons, which will put these guys in a drop pod and yeah you know all hell will break loose so they're great um i'm really curious to see what's going to happen with eighth edition 
because yeah. the rumor is that templates will go away. So <laughs> that'd be crazy. Man. Yeah. So your flame, your flamers are not going to do like, like a, a oh, predetermined like a- amount of hits or something like D three hits. Oh yeah. That I mean that's again, this is all rumor. We don't know anything. We're not going to know until they release rules, but yeah. So, but there, in age of Sigmar, there are no templates. Things that were like template, like are going to be um, like, you know, just a, a, either a predetermined number of, of hits or there's going to be like a, a D3 or a roller roll of some kind. It's supposed to speed things up. Huh. I know. I don't know. It's speculation. Who knows? Interesting. I mean, yeah. that. I think that would speed things up to a certain degree. Yeah. Because you don't have to, you have to, don't know, spend time wondering where you're going to aim the template. Right. It certainly changes the dynamic of that weapon, of those types of weapons. I, I know. It makes them way less powerful. Well, not necessarily. It makes them more powerful against single targets. Um, because if automatic it's a pretty, because it's, yeah, because it's automatic multiple hits. Yeah. Against rather than the single hit that it would have been before. I think the appeal of, but, a, of a template, though, is you can cover, yeah, a, you bunch can cover a bunch of dudes. So depending on how many it hits, well, we don't know. If right. it's like like six or seven hits, then I don't think there'll be a huge loss right. in power because everyone was, I, I mean, the meta was already to space out your guys it, to minimize that sort of damage. Wouldn't it be cool if uh, GW went to a D20 system? Template, roll a D20. I got 17 hits on you. No, we don't need more dice. We don't need more dice. Don't give no, them ideas. No, no, no. They're not going to switch dice on yeah, us. Yeah, no, they're not. No, but, it's funny but yeah. So so anyway, my Death Watch frag guy may be less valuable in the next few months. But for now, he certainly looks cool. And I I think I can feel him one more time, at least before 8th edition comes out. Hmm. Okay. Now uh, I finished Belisarius' call. You know, he went together pretty quickly. I, I should say the paint job was pretty quick, but uh, putting them together was interesting. It wasn't tough, but it was, you had to be very careful because there's so many little tiny fragile parts in that model. It's it's what adds to his look. Yeah. It's what makes him call. <laughs> you know, there's like multiple arms holding little tiny things, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. everywhere. And then all these th- parts are likely to snap off when you when you travel with call, but uh, putting the model together meant that you had to put a lot of little things together, so you had to be very careful. I I built him in two pieces. I built him so that um, his skirt, <laughs> his dress, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I left that part, and then his like his top part, top part of his torso and his head was a separate part, and it allowed me to paint a lot easier. Yeah. Someone asked me on Reddit what um, how many how much, how long it took. Yeah. And I calculated it was about the eight to nine hours of painting. Just a painting. Just a painting, yeah. Yeah, probably another hour to build them. Got so it. So it's about nine hours of my life. <laughs> nine <laughs> hours of your life sucked into call. <laughs> into one piece of plastic. Call has absorbed your life essence. <laughs> yes, he has. Yes, he has. It so, gives him strength. Yeah, he's joined the Yanari cult. Yeah, yeah, he turned the NR. <laughs> uh, so, but he turned out spectacular. Yeah. I, I posted him on Reddit and he became the top um, thing for a day. Um, got 294 upvotes on that. So he looks great. Really happy with the way he turned out. Um, so we're going to see. He does make an appearance yeah, in our battle does. report today. <laughs> so we feel that him already. Yeah, I kept his base pretty simple. I, I used the Martian Earth. Yeah. And then all I did was to, I figured he's the centerpiece, but I wanted to add one piece of sort of battlefield terrain. So I ended a tank, I added a tank trap mm. and I made it all rusty. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the things I'm proudest about that model mm-hmm. isn't any of the work I did on on call. Yeah. It was the work I did on the on the tank trap. On the tank trap. Yeah. Because why, why the tank trap? Because the tank trap, I made it look rusted and beat up, like it's been in the in the field a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I painted it brown. Yeah. Okay, and then um, I added a dark wash on that. Yeah. Right, like an Agrix Earthshade wash. Right, and then I then I added uh, a little bit of a lead belcher around the corners, so it looked like worn, and all the metal parts in the corners were still, you know, silvery. Mm-hmm. But then what I did after all that dried, yeah, I took some Mig Jimenez rusted paint. There's like a little, there's a this thing called the oil brusher yeah. that Mig Jimenez paints just came out with. Yeah, and they're known for their line of like weathering powders and weathering materials. Sure, sure, sure. Right, a lot of historical war gamers use them. People yeah. who do tanks, you know, World War Two, World War One tanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they have great supplies. So they release this little like tube that has like a little uh, built-in brush. Yeah. And what you do is it is this one that comes in rust, and you take that and you put little dots in something you want to create a rust effect for, and you little dots, and then they look like little uh, rust dots. But you don't let the paint dry, and the the paint is um I think it's enamel based. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you take an enamel based thinner and you take a flathead brush and then you slowly brush those paint dots down so the thinner kind of like thins out the paint and lets it run downward Mm -hmm. so you have like these awesome looking rust streaks going down the surface that you're that you're sort of brushing so you've got now on on that tank trap, you have like this rusted streaky things that are coming down from the top or wherever those rust. Yeah. It's very subtle. When yeah. you look at the model, you're like, oh, wow, that rust looks really realistic. And that's why. Well, you're going to have a field day with Death Guard then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they have tons of rust. Oh, man. That's going to be so good. All that <laughs> aging. army I can rust. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, haven't just, I guess we're getting Death Guard. Is that what you're saying? I mean, do you not want to get Death Guard for oh, that, those, Rustin? Well, all right, you're like the devil. All right. <laughs> I know you want Death Guard because you want you want to buttress your chaos forces, but those are really cool looking. They models. are really. I cool. hate I hate everything Nurgle. I hate the look of the whole. Yeah, Nurgle. yeah. You, you never like Nurgle. You never like. No, Nurgle. I like I like the concept of Nurgle. That you know they embrace life by creating all the this fetid, horrible, horrible death. <laughs> yeah, know, death. The problem is you just stuff. you just really don't like the grotesque look. No, I don't like the pustules and the like, like bloated, bloated like ugh, the pockmarks and it's all horrible to me. It's just like ugh, this is what I try to avoid in my life, <laughs> right? And I don't want to paint it for yeah. sure. But the new Death Guard models uh, look amazing, yeah. so um, I may have to, you know do that i made to do a tax squad or two on that one um yeah but yeah i'll be rusting them like crazy hmm. so that that that's good all right and my final the final project mm-hmm. i did um was the cultists we uh we got ourselves some dark vengeance cultists 20 yeah. of them and uh started painting those up yeah and, the, yeah they're uh they're they're good models i'd say yeah they're pretty good models they're pretty good that yeah. was like a little surprise actually yeah, they're they're like real simple, like one or two piece snap fits yeah, kind of the, things. They don't have options in terms of like what nah, you can yeah, outfit no. them with. Um, they're just they're carrying lots of clubs and auto pistols and auto guns, which is essentially it's like apparently it's like less. It's just like our our versions of guns, but for some reason it has the exact same uh, profiles as guns. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, they're humans. They're, they're humans, yeah. It kind of shows you how weak the Imperial Guard is if they're, they're like if they're, giving the same, yeah. giving their troopers the same profile weapons as cultists have. Cultists. Right. And I like that the cultists have like like a, a piece of metal with like two giant screw heads on top. And that's like their club. Yeah. That's and the other one's got like a baseball bat with like barbed wire around oh, it. Oh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're they're pretty cool. Very homemade. I'm going to paint. They, some of them are wearing like flesh masks. <laughs> like they made like masks <laughs> out of human flesh. flesh. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm that's... having fun with those guys, but they're coming along. I'll probably finish them by the time we do our next next podcast. So that's it. That's yeah. that's our that's hobby progress for this week. But more hobbying to do, um, not the least of which comes with the acquisition of Shadow, Shadow War Armageddon. Armageddon. Oh man! <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we did an unboxing video. It's mm -hmm. on our YouTube channel, so go check it out. Um, we open the box straight from the store yeah. and uh give you we'll give you our impressions of that but we'll just uh we'll just summarize today uh, on the podcast what do you think alec oh no i think this is a great set well the actual like uh the models you're getting the scouts and like orcs are nothing like special the train the train man oh it looks great um not only that but having this sort of like uh Having this sort of Necromunda-esque game with the full rules to come along with it is quite nice. Apparently, it's uh, taking place on the famed Armageddon itself. Uh, thereby, that's why the orcs are there. Although you, although it does give an excuse for why chaos might be there because there was, um, I think, was it the second war for Armageddon that involved chaos? I forget which. There's like three war. There were three wars, I think, for Armageddon, and this is and this is basically chronologizing some of the um, smaller skirm like there because there were a bunch of small skirmishes that took place all over the planet, and this is supposed to be simulations of those. And were like all the Xenos races there hanging out? Quite a sub. Uh, quite, these were massive wars. I mean, like um, I think at one point. Like Angron and a bodyguard of like nine bloodthirsters took a tear through the planet. Um, in one of those wars, um, Ga this is where Gazkol Thraka uh, got his sort of got his momentum, as it were. The mad prophet of Wag. This is where Yarik actually. I believe this is where Yarik um, was born, as it were, when mm -hmm. he like lost his arm and had a replaceable claw and mm -hmm. got his laser eye. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> and reputation for never dying. Yeah, so this is a very um, historic war zone, as it were. Oh, right, so it's a perfect setting. Yeah, great setting for yeah. uh, for a bunch of encounters among different disparate races and factions. Yeah, the box sets comes with uh, the the orc boys, and then also with the uh, blood angels. Um, or blood is it blood ravens or blood angels? Uh, blood angels. Oh, you, you, although you, it says you can paint them as blood ravens. That right. Actually, that actually shows them. Right. Blood ra them painted as blood ravens. Well, so. they're, they're being painted as blood angels no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Not Noah for the blood ravens. Uh, they're, they're what got you into the game. Yeah. Well, they belong in the video game world. They don't belong on the tabletop. <laughs> That's what I think. Oh, oh, such such scout prejudice, man. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Well, no faction president prejudice. Faction prejudice. Yeah. There was some rumor Dirty that the blood, blood, that the blood ravens. ravens come from the Thousand Suns. Like, there was plenty of... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually one of the fan theories about them. Yeah. Mm, okay. Let's okay. See. I don't want to anyway. play reformed chaos, dudes. <laughs> uh, but 
the it's back to Shadow Wars. Um, box that's great. The terrain is amazing. They've got like some actual system that supports the building of the different gantries and sort of walkways. Yeah. Where you actually support it from the bottom. They have like uh, like small pieces that are like rods. Like it's almost like a train set, you yeah. know, the, that you sort of snap fit and glue in um, supporting pieces that aren't just decorative, but they're actually there solely to support um, yeah. the, the model itself, the terrain, the terrain model. Um, so GW is giving us a sturdier terrain um, sort <laughs> of, you know, construct. Yeah. As well as giving us brand new designs that look pretty grimdark and very cool. Yeah. And it gives you an opportunity to paint your favorite thing. Actually, no, two of your favorite things. Two of my favorite things. Two of your favorite things. <laughs> Rusting Rust and, and hazard, hazard stripes. All <laughs> right. So I guarantee there will be a lot of rusty uh, gantries with safety signs all over yeah. them. Because as we know, in the 41st millennium, safety is of the highest safety priority. First. Safety safety first. Safety all right. First. So and, and also, I mean, the game itself looks really fun. Yeah. Um, I've been watching um, some mini wargaming YouTube videos where they're playing some, some missions and they look cool. Yeah. You know, I like the whole list building thing, giving, you know, people certain characteristics. I like the fact that you can upgrade them after missions, you get like yeah. experience and then you can actually yeah. you know, use that experience to either upgrade your party or maybe add an additional body to it. Um, and then even do a campaign mode where I guess you win, you win possible Prometheum at the end of a mission <laughs> and the side that, wins 15 Promethium wins the entire campaign, but you can trade in some Promethium to get, you know, upgrades for your, you know, war gear yeah. and stuff. So you have to decide, what do you want to do? Do I want to like, you know, get better stuff or do I want to just hoard all the Promethium and eventually win faster? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it's going to be fun. I, I don't know what, I don't know what faction I'm excited. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what faction am I want to, uh, I want to use. We'll have to see the, we'll have to see the rules for them. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of inclined to do Skitari because that will I think allow me to create, convert, actually build like a war band of really freaky looking dudes. <laughs> yeah, that would that would do that would uh, give you the opportunity to do just that actually. Yeah, or maybe yeah. Tempestus Scions. Uh, yeah, you can do that actually. You can do that. Eh, we'll they see. do they do allow some uh, of the crazier, bigger models. Yeah, Although I think those guys are uh, well. They're pricey. If you want to do like yeah, yeah. scions, or you want to do like terminators, or something like that's more than just like a guardsman or something. Apparently, they're like really pricey. They cost like a lot of points, and so uh, I think you have a thousand points to play with. Yeah, before and you have to do, a, and there's a lot you have to do with that thousand points. So you can't really spend that, all your money on like uh, an elite dude without without you know, oh. seriously compromising your army. Hmm. Actually. Mm hmm. Actually, according to this, it isn't so much a. Um, it's uh, they actually don't cost any points. Um, the system is that you have to give up uh, one Prometheum cash for each special op operative. Um, I don't know what a Prometheum cash is, but it's presumably some. Well, it's presumably part of the whole in-game currency thing. So I guess you sort of have to pay. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, to forfeit some sort of like one of your special rewards that will get you more upgrades in the future. Yeah. In I order think to you're get trading them on your side. And that's only for a mission. Yeah. You're trading victory points for better stuff, more stuff. You so know, I guess for, this for is better dudes. So I guess this must be very We haven't read the rules. We haven't read the rules. We, no. we, 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 we just, just sort of, Yeah, we just opened it yesterday and so we'll, so we'll we'll read the rules and report back. That gives me the impression it's very campaign focused, but 
right. So I know you want to read the rules, but if you yeah, yeah, yeah. if you if someone put a um, lask into your head and said, um, pick a faction right now, what would it be? Oh, chaos. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> chaos. Just chaos, like marines. I mean, it's probably going to be cultists from how yeah the game's set up. Looking set up, yeah. Yeah, because I think I think par armor is like super expensive. So yeah. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about Rise of the Primarch. We haven't really addressed Rise, Rise of, of the, the Primarch. Primarch. Yeah. All right. First off, no spoilers because because when we wouldn't do that to you. We, we would never. Well, we, we actually we totally would. We did it. We did it with Fall Yeah, Arcadia. we did the Fall Arcadia. <laughs> but but I haven't read uh, Rise of the Primarch yet. I'm 40 pages into You're it. On the eye, 40 pages in. But I, you read the whole thing. I read the whole thing. I read the whole thing. Uh, I actually really enjoyed it. Thought it was a nice way to reintroduce Robute. Robute is the official GWA. Robute? Robute. That's the official GWA. Yes. All right. Yeah. Robute. Robute Guile Man. The worst possible. Right? <laughs> it is pretty <laughs> Robute. Yeah. Guile Man. Yeah, so it was a nice way to reintroduce him into the universe. And it certainly addresses some of the issues people were postulating about, like, how's he going to react to all this crazy, horrible stuff that's happened? Uh so sort of nice to see and it's making him it doesn't make him like perfect yeah popular in a term being like gary stew he's not a gary stew he's, he's not he's not a gary <laughs> he's not a full-on gary stew uh-huh. uh don't get me wrong he is powerful right incredibly so but he has he has faults yeah he has faults he's not like per- he's not perfect right so it's cool to so it's cool to see him around and it's sort of and it does have ramifications for the um progressing uh, 13th Black Crusade. Although, I, I think the problem with it, though, is it kind of de-emphasizes Abaddon's importance. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, maybe they are planning to kill him, which is, okay, fine. Uh, if they aren't, then it just kind of makes him seem kind of nothing, or not a big deal in comparison to the Primarchs, which I understand why, but since he's still the Chaos War Master... I don't know. It's just that's just my opinion. Okay. But, well, I haven't gotten that much into it. I've, yeah. I've gotten to the part where he is resurrected. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. So, and I don't. So, I don't have his reaction yet. I don't want to do any spoilers yet. But what do you overall? Do you like the story? I like the story. Oh, I, I like the story and the rules, man. For uh, Robute? Yeah, they're crazy. Oh yeah, they're crazy. He's yeah. Like, yeah. Like a whirlwind of strength, ten AP one attacks. Oh well, back to the story for a sec. Back um, to the story. Yeah. I, my first impression on the first forty pages that I've read, yeah, 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 is that it reads a lot more narratively and cinematically than Fall of Cadia. Yeah. So it Fall of Cadia to me seemed like a whole bunch of different, disparate, like after the fact reporting. Yeah. Like like it almost felt like they were like kind of rushing to just describe significant events. Yeah. Uh, this one feels a little bit more narrative in nature, mm-hmm. I think. Okay. You get a little more thinking behind what, like, Call is thinking, what Marnius Caligar, he's, you know, he's in this, what he's thinking. What, even even they spent some time, like, talking about uh, Voldus, the new Grey yeah, Knight dude, who they just apparently shows up out of the blue. We've never <laughs> heard of him before, but, but there, he there he is. But there he is. They are very Trusted by the, by the highest echelons of the Ultramarines all of a sudden. But, yeah. but anyway... Um, it just seems like it's a better, whoever, if they did, they changed writers. I, I like the writers who did this version better than Fall of Cadia. Yeah. Yeah. Cadia had its moments, but this one seems like it's just flowing better. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. 
All right. Well, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm, I'm actually going to finish it um, pretty soon, but I couldn't finish it in time for the podcast because I have a job in life. <laughs> right. And I have to paint. Yeah. A thousand sons. All of them. <laughs> all, all of them. All of them. All the time. Yeah. Nothing for thousand sons. All right. So the other thing that we, um, we did is that yeah. we, 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 go, we go to the well a lot. Um, and by the well, I mean Reddit. The well. Yeah. So you call it. The, yeah, exactly. The well. The well. And we asked Reddit a very simple question. Mm-hmm. Do you have any 40K superstitions? Because I know we do. We, we totally do. Okay, so like what is one of your superstitions? Uh, this is very, okay, this one is um, very, actually, actually, this one's pretty recent. Um, oh, okay. This is pretty recent because we got those Iron Warrior dice. Oh yeah, that that's what I use as the example on the question. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that was great. Um, I mean, I could talk about a different one, but no, no, that's a good one. Let's start, we'll start with that one. All right, yeah, the Iron Warriors dice. Basically, uh, we got them fairly recently. You got them at a uh, Depticon, or not at Depticon? Sorry, I got them at the Las Vegas Open. Forge World was there. Yeah, and I just saw these really cool looking Iron Warrior dice, and, and I, I just threw them in my cart. Yeah, stood in line. Got the T-shirt, got the Yavara battle suit, got a couple of little pins, and then I get the the final tally, and I'm like, "Holy cats! I didn't think I was spending that much." Yeah, and it turns out that these dice, like 16 dice, were 26 dollars, and I thought, "Oh my, oh my god! Wow, what a waste! Six 26 dollars for some dice. I don't really need the dice. They look cool, and they had Iron Warriors with a six goes. Yeah, the little Iron Warriors head. Yeah, yeah, yeah." But I thought, all right. I said, okay. So I paid my Forge World tax. Uh, whatever. I got some cool dice. Whatever. Little did we know. <laughs> These are the best dice in the world. Seriously. <laughs> okay. So like we start oh we God. start by using them in, an, fittingly enough, an Iron Warriors. Maybe, that, maybe that's why they perform so well. We started them with an Iron Warriors versus, uh, I believe it was Ashramil Tarum, their uh, Imperial Guard, allied with Death Watch. And... They just kicked all kinds of butt these oh, dice. Man, anytime you need to roll a six, a six, six shows, shows up. up. Like, like it's, it was it's nuts. Remarkable. Yeah. It, I mean, even out of even out of the Iron Warriors games, it just those dice keep performing. We we will often just exchange control of the dice now. <laughs> I know. So I've got my like I have my regular like the Chessex dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like when I when I want to roll low, oh yeah, you roll <laughs> roll on those Chessex <laughs> dice. But when I want to roll high, like when it really counts, yeah, I'll pull the Iron Warrior dice, dice out. Yeah, and we yeah we fight over them. We fight over them. <laughs> like we won't make a roll unless we're using the Iron Warrior. But there you go. That's a superstition. Now, is, is it possible that the design on the dice has somehow weighted it in a way such that? The six is slightly more likely yeah. statistically to show up. Yeah, these aren't casino dice. Yeah. You know, so there's no regulation as the way they're made. And it's possible that the design has somehow inf- impacted the weighting. And maybe yeah. there is a slight incremental increase in the way certain numbers show up. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's more likely it's a superstition. And we yeah. just. We've just sort of. Imp- we, we've just seen a lot of sixes in the row. Seen a lot of sixes, and we now we selectively remember yeah, the sixes, the sixes as seen, opposed to the exactly. lower, lower rolling. Yeah, right. Because we do miss saves with them. Yeah, we roll ones with them. We do. It's not. It's right. It's not impossible to right. But roll I. Low. But I. I what think says? that you know the dice gods favor me when I roll <laughs> these particular dice, and so I will continue to play with these dice. Yes, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Right. So that, so that was an example of a superstition that I gave 
uh, when I asked the question on Reddit. Yeah. And, and of course, you guys responded um, brilliantly, and you brought up a bunch of examples. So, Alec, why don't you uh, pick one, and anyone, and anyone. we'll get into what Reddit said. <laughs> this this one uh, hit home for me, really, because yeah. you do this often, and I've noticed okay. for some reason this okay. results in better performance. Rolling a bunch of saves one at a time is more likely to have success than throwing them all at once. I don't know what I don't know why. Who, who said that? Let's give credit oh, to this that. was N one S H four N. Okay. Nishin foreign. Nishin nish foreign. Okay, nish foreign. All right. Nish foreign. Yeah, rolling rolling saves one at a time totally means you can do better. I just, I just, I do it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's really yeah, slows do. down the game. It really slows down the game, but for some reason, saves my butt too. <laughs> I don't know why. It when just it does. Counts, I'm like, okay, he's. Um, we're just gonna roll one at a time, uh, and then you kind of roll your eyes, and I'm like, ah, five, six, six four, four. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it somehow it, it works. works. It just works. It just works. You roll one at a time. I don't. And you're make, you're gonna make your saves. Yeah, it's 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 just crazy, man. All right, all right. So let me do another one. Yeah. Okay. From Spaz, Spaz, uh, he says secondhand models don't perform well. I, you know, we don't. We've got a few. We've got. Do we? Um, the, I have a land speeder that I got off of eBay. Have you noticed any poor performance from that one? No, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this. Uh, one's but then again, as I, much, I, I, I totally rebuilt it. Do I, do, be careful about what you buy on eBay. Yeah, I, t- I, I, I bought this used land speeder, and, and it didn't look like it was perfect, but it was cheap. Yeah. Like ten bucks, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I bought it. it. It it arrives, and then it is not the land speeder in the photo. <laughs> this was a junker land speeder <laughs> that was just like neglected and was missing some pieces and stuff. So, so I left like a bad review for the guy. I'm like, oh, not not the, uh, you know, not not the merchandise he had listed and whatever, whatever. And the guy's like, he writes me an angry email. Like, why are you like doing this? We could have handled this privately. Blah blah blah. blah. Basically, it's like don't don't call me on my on my misdeeds. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. don't warn others that I'm actually a fraud. So anyway, I spent yeah. a lot of time rebuilding it. Yeah, and I have not noticed any lack of performance. It it seems to do just fine. It seems to do just fine. So I, I haven't I haven't noticed the secondhand model syndrome, but I guess some people have. Perhaps some um, people agree with him. Let's do another one. All right. Uh, All right. No, I think this one's. Uh, yeah, I think I think this one's fairly common within the community. Yeah, new model syndrome. Oh, totally new model yeah. syndrome. Fan, by Phantom K eighty eight, new model syndrome. A new model will never perform as expected or just very poorly overall. Often it will be destroyed easily slash early. This is true. This, this is very this, true. This is science. This is this is <laughs> this is raw statistical data, ladies and <laughs> exactly. gentlemen. Exactly. If you have a brand new model and you're feeling it for the first time. It's, it's doomed. It's doomed. It's going to get killed. It's, it's going to underperform. Everyone, every model's got to go through it. Right. It's like it's like hazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I remember yeah. when you fielded your bloodthirster. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's brand new, shiny, really awesomely painted bloodthirster. Like, and it just shot it to pieces with an uh, with a Avenger bolt cannon from my um, yeah, 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 Fire Eagle or Firestorm thing. What the are, the what I, yeah, one of the it was the Forge World, the Forge World Flyer. Yeah, 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 the gunship. Forge World Gunship. Anyway, the, uh, but yeah, they got shot to pieces. Yeah, yeah, or your um, your what your Death Watch squad in the uh... oh yeah, I, yeah, the first time, yeah. I, the like, first one, time of the, one of the first times that wasn't the first time, but it was like maybe the second time I used the Corvus Black Star. Corvus Black Star. You yeah. shot it out of the sky. It I crashed. It crashed. Everyone killed, died. Like, Practically every, everyone died except like a uh, except like a chaplain who then dies the next turn. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. 
Well, that's the thing. You build a new model, you spend all the time painting it, and it shows up on the field, and the first thing it does, it dies. Yep. But you have to go through it, and you have to get it out of the way. Exactly. Exactly. And don't, and don't let the initial performance of the model Deter sway you. you from, you know... After, after, the, after that bad mojo period, right. things should normalize. They should even out. So while yeah. new model syndrome is a thing... Eventually, things go back to normal. Yeah. All right. So All right. That was the number one um, superstition. I got the most votes. Um, an unpainted army. This is from Pfizer Mope. Yeah, Pfizer Mope. Mm-hmm. An unpainted army will do poorly, and some proxy terrain will not provide a useful cover save. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess so, because... I've, I've heard I've heard legend of this. <laughs> uh, well, some... Uh, we don't pay with unpainted models models for the most part. Yeah. I mean, we, we really want to have a cinematic battlefield, yeah, yeah, really. so we don't really play with too much gray plastic. It's inevitable once in a while a, a new a model will come in with some gray plastic. But for the most part, um, everything's painted. Yeah. Right? There are some game groups, some stores, and some tournaments that have a standing house rule that says that any model that's unpainted automatically gets hatred against it. <laughs> right yeah as a disincentive for you to you know to bring field gray models hatred gray plastic fine. yes i think that's a good rule yeah, i think that's good yeah it's so not, it's not too much but it's just enough yeah so i don't know if this is a you know a, a true a true superstition that is a thing but um I, I've, I've heard rumor throughout the interwebs okay i think we do we have one or two more uh yeah uh we have uh will fight for ramen uh, that, this one's a bit that's more of a... An, oh, that's, that's not the superstition. That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. We'll fight for ramen. Okay. And this is more of a personal one for him. Okay. Uh says, if there is a plasma weapon in my army, it's probably going to blow up first turn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I apologize, we'll fight for ramen, for your terrible luck of plasma weapons. I, I love plasma weapons. I like yeah. living on the edge. No, no, yeah. plasma weapons generally do all right for me. They yeah, do they do. Well. Yeah, they do well for me too. Sometimes um, they'll go, sometimes they won't. It's yeah. Once in a while, you'll have I, a guy just explode. But I mean, I do have my bad luck model. My bad luck model, mm-hmm. I'd say, the one I always roll at least subpar for mm-hmm. my demon prince. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, my demon, I always he, throw at least like subpar for him in close combat. He rarely makes all of his uh, attacks. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, he usually misses a lot of his. He attacks. uses like a majority a, of his attacks. A majority, for some reason. Yeah, for some reason, he just does not hit well. Yeah, I don't know why. I know. We just we saw it happen yeah. again. Sometimes you'll have those like little, little yeah. personal bits of bad mojo. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, so there you go. Some 40K superstitions. If you have more superstitions, uh, feel free to write us. We're at the eye of terror podcast at gmail.com. We'll mm-hmm. be happy to mention them on the next show. Um, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about our battle report Iron Hands and Skatari versus the Alpha Legion when we return. back i wanted to feel belisarius call yes you did so i thought i'd put him in a group of skatari and pair him up with the iron hands <laughs> and uh basically the, i wanted to have two death stars on the table mm-hmm. one with call yeah 
surrounded by Vanguard, Skatari Vanguard, which have this unique ability to reduce the toughness of any enemy models that they're in close combat with. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to make, you know, Belisarius even tougher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And easier to, it's going to be easier for him to kill anything. It also discourages anybody from attacking. Attacking him, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then uh, I wanted another um, Death Star, so I did the Iron Hands Chapter Master Smash Effer with uh, Command Squad, which gives him, and he's wearing the uh, the Gorgon's Chain. Yeah, yeah. And it has a Thunder Hammer. So that's on a bike. Yeah. So that's two plus Artificer Armor. Yep. Three plus Invuln Save. And then a four plus feel no pain roll. Well, no, for him it was a three plus. Oh, so three no, plus. Sorry, three plus oh. feel no pain roll. Excuse right, because of the apothecary in the command squad. <laughs> yeah, I know. So he's like really, really hard to kill. Yeah. Right. And then I just filled it out with some of the units. I had two tax squads. One, one in a Razorback with assault cannon, and they had a flamer in there. Yeah. And another squad that had a missile launcher. I also had a Storm Talon. Um, I had a Sakaran uh, tank. Finally, I had two uh, quad mortar, um, you know, gun artillery pieces. Yeah. All right. So that there's that's pretty much my army. All right. Well, my army, I wanted to play with Alpha Legion again. Yep. Because man, I love me some shenanigans. Love me some shenanigans. So I'm sort of I was sort of always sort of enamored with that uh, particular group of chaos. Anyway, their fluff because I've always enjoyed the whole sort of secret, covert operations type factions and characters within stuff so it's fun to play them again my list consisted uh mainly or not not points wise but certainly model wise uh with 80 cultists eight squads of 10 within the lost and damned formation and to make matters worse the lost and damned formation allows um you to regenerate cultists when they die when cult squads die you regenerate them on a four plus Alpha Legion Insurgency Force, which I played with, basically says you get to re-roll that. So it's just an it's just a horde of probably regenerating cultists coming your way. You may lose some cultists, you'll never run out. Right. Yeah. And what else did you have? Yeah, Dark I had Apostle. Had Dark Apostle, he was the warlord. Um right. gave him I believe it was the icon of uh, some some sort of uh, artifact. Alpha Legion artifact that gave him a 12-inch bubble of Zealot for right. all of his cultist buddies. Wow. I had a Chaos Warband with uh, two Chaos Space Marine squads with plasma guns, uh, one Havoc squad with LAS cannons, uh, one Chaos, a Chaos Lord who had the Mind Veil, the ever-useful Mind Veil, and a, he was shacking up with a squad of Chosen in a Rhino. Um... I had a squad of Chaos Terminators accompanied by a separate Chaos Lord. Um, they all had power fists, uh, one and a uh, heavy flamer. The Chaos Lord had a the Chaos Lord had a chain fist, and then I also had one Demon Prince uh, with the Drake Scale Plate, which gives him two plus armor and wings. And I believe that was no, I think my that's it. Army, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we play on a 4x4 four four table. Yep. We uh, rolled off, and you got to pick table sides. No, you did. Oh, I did. You That's did. Right. You I did. did. You That's did. right. You, you deployed first. I deployed first, You deployed yes. first, and you went first. Yeah. Okay, so what happened in turn one? Well, for something to note. Oh, yeah, okay. So second. I had actually one more unit. I had a unit of Sakaran infiltrators. Yeah. And they have the ability, A, to infiltrate. 
which is um, important here. And then B, they also have like the static aura that reduces weapon skill, ballistic skill, yeah, and initiative. Yeah. I won the role to put to infiltrate. infiltrate first. Yeah. So I put them sort of midfield. Yeah. And that prevented you from infiltrating in the way you wanted to. Oh, yeah. And once that happened, I thought I was doomed, man. I was, <laughs> Your I was, whole plan kind of started to crumble. Because I, cause infiltra- I, the Alpha Legion relies heavily on infiltration. Mm-hmm. Cultists, uh, Chaos Space Marines, and Chosen can all do it. Uh, and they can all get like their warlords in on the action uh, by attacking those squads and all that. So when I saw that, I was, and I couldn't like deploy where I wanted to to get near some of your people, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, oh, you, you, you no. pretty much said, game's over. That's game's it. Over. I lost. Game's over. Game's over. And I'm like, no, you didn't lose. And you're like, no, no. That's it's, it. It's, you it's really ruined my plan. That's it. My it's plan. over. Because I, I thought I was going to start dying really quickly. Yeah. I thought I was going to start dying really quickly. I didn't actually expect to survive for any length. Or, I mean, maybe like the first turn because shrouded. But I didn't expect to survive beyond that. Yeah. I think it's safe to say I jumped the gun. <laughs> yeah, you were it's, depressed from from I was depressed like first turn because I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but then I, I think I got it. Once the game started to really progress, I you got, got, over, got over it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's not for, gloss over something that was important to your army is that Alpha Legion gets shrouded the first turn. Shrouded first turn. That, that saved my bacon, man. That saved my bacon. Totally. So for yeah, first turn was kind of... I think it was like pretty uneventful for me. I just yeah. kind of moved up a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I did any major damage. No, your last cannon shot at my my Razorback. Yeah, yeah, and only did a whole one point whole point on, on. Yeah. yeah, but it that was Stunned it, it but that stunned was it. it. But that was whatever. Yeah, you didn't do much except run up your, your cultists screaming. My screaming hordes of cultists. Right. I, I put uh, on top of a sky shield landing pad. I put um, this Karen, yeah, and then yeah. I put the two quad mortar guns up yeah. there, right. And then um, I had uh, Bilisera's call sort of in the middle of my deployment zone, and then I had the tax squad with las cannons or with the missile launcher in my far right, yeah, to sort of cover some of the oncoming heretics that were coming screaming at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and then I had another vanguard squad um, that wasn't with call. Um, a little bit toward toward the left, and uh, they were covering the other flank. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I, you know what? Shrouded helped a lot because I ended up not doing a lot of damage to you. Yeah. You know, getting you know plus two cover uh, saves, yeah. and most of your stuff was behind some sort of cover. Yeah. I mean, it meant that I, I killed a few cultists here and there, and I also didn't do. The, my chapter master has an orbital strike. Which I you could be a fiat you forgot that well I totally forgot it because I wanted to use the first turn and I go I'm not going to use it first turn because it's going to get wasted because these guys are just going to get a you know two up or yeah, three yeah, up yeah. cover save so I'm going to save it for the second turn and our first turn took so long yeah it took like an hour long because moving eighty models around, on one it side was just so long yeah yeah it just took forever yeah. that I I I totally forgot about the yeah. orbital strike the so strike. yeah well that well played. Well, when the off legion strikes again, psychological warfare. Yeah, <laughs> it worked because I forgot worked. about the yeah. uh, strength ten AP one blast. Yeah, yeah. So not much happened in the first turn, except that it took forever. All right, turn two. What happened? Turn two, my demon prince takes flight. He was hiding behind uh, yeah. some cover first turn. Yeah, right in the corner. So that's nice. Yeah, no, no this isn't where the hairball started yet. No. Uh, 
I apologize. I have a, I have a fairly v- vaguer memory of the game. It happened a few days ago, rather than our usual day uh, of. Day of. Yeah. <sighs> you know what? I remember I had moved up my Securant infiltrators. Yeah. Close up, and um, they were they. I think they they actually popped a, a rhino with your. They did. Um, they did with your one of your chaos um, tax squads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a chosen. It was a chosen. It was a chosen. Squad. It was a chosen squad with the right. chaos sword um, with the mind veil. Right. So they uh, got out and tried to escape as the um, cultists tried to hold them up. Oh, and they had the most embarrassing role on the assault. <laughs> they they were like right in front of them um but they were going through technically they were going through difficult training because they were on a um they were on the imperial like shattered aquila thing yeah um and which i had them on because i wanted to get that like five, five up cover, cover saves which could help three up which cover save. three up cover save was shrouded yeah yeah double ones yeah so double your assault failed against the infiltrators ah oh, so bad um yeah so bad I don't believe, I don't remember anything else. No, you uh, moved up your guys. That yeah. was it. The, um, the, the chaos terminators failed to come in. That right. Turn. I think you actually had scored like three objective I, points. We were playing. We were playing we the were mission. Ma- we were playing Maelstrom. Uh, the Maelstrom, we were, the one where you could steal each other's missions. Yeah, we could steal each other's missions. You have three tactical objectives, and you always had to have three tactical objectives every turn. Yeah, we were we were um, getting a fair amount of tactical objectives. Yeah, like both of us. Turn. Both yeah, of us every both turn. Both of us. We're getting um, decent accumulation. Yeah, and and your chaos warband is is objective secure. Were the cultists objective secured? Uh, no, the cultists are not objective. They secured. weren't, but they could just smother. They, they just smother everyone. <laughs> everything. They so, just smother everything. Yeah. In my thing, my turn two, um, I attacked the uh, that that chaos tax squad, and I killed everyone except for the uh, the chaos, chaos lord, which is significant for yeah for later on for later on in yeah. the game. Yeah, so the infiltrators killed all those guys. The, the, cica- yeah, the cica- I eliminated one um, one of the cultist bands. Yeah, and put some wounds on another one. Yeah. your your chaos bikers had come out from hiding. Yeah, right. I think I had I'd killed one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that was pretty much all that happened. I had I kept Belisarius call in the back he yeah he, for a lot of the game he was just sitting there he was in well you know what the problem is with, with bill Sarah's call he incredibly survival uh survivable uh, survivable right very hardy yeah um slow moving though six inch move and has a 12 inch pistol it's a it's a strength 10, 10 ap1 solar pistol yeah, that's master crafted or something yeah it's like a salt d3 the smelta yeah it's crazy but but it's but he can't really shoot from afar so i was waiting for you guys to sort of get closer and then i was yeah. going to do the old vanguard attack yeah uh with call but they never did they never did well i mean it, we kind of got well we got into the hairball yeah we got into the, the hairball which would accumulate was it on this turn? No, it wasn't this turn. It wasn't this turn. The no. hairball was not on this turn. No, it wasn't turn. It was it, uh, so then we went. Now we went to turn three. This is when the hairball starts happening. Yeah, so now the can the chaos terminator show up. Chaos, chaos terminator show, show up. up. All right, now here's Here, something where you took my advice. I and, took your advice, and, and it paid off drastically. <laughs> well, let's set it up. What happened? Okay, so the field was so the the chaos terminators. It seemed. I either had difficulty going where I might need them or they could go places where it would be awkward for them to be put. And I did not, and I did not know what to do with those guys. Like for like the, normally, normally with chaos terminators, I'm like immediately like, no, I know exactly where I want to put them. But with this one, I was just didn't know where. And then you recommended, uh, since the sky shield landing pad had like this little back opening behind your Sakarin and your two uh, quad mortars, 
in this little sliver of space, and I'm like, no, 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 man, no, man, it, it's way too small, and if I scatter, I'm doomed, and you're like, come on, do it, do it, do it, and I was like, okay, because I, I didn't know where else, I didn't know where else to put them, and I'm like, okay, sure, it's dangerous, but whatever, I don't think I'm going to win this game anyway, fine, I put them there, and they don't scatter. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. There they land perfectly. That's the kind of thing perfectly. that I always do. And it is. like half the time it just goes horribly go wrong. wrong. And the other and the other half pays off. And they, they yeah. die and whatever. But at LVO, yeah. with my optimized stealth cadre guys, there was like a tiny little room. <laughs> and I suddenly had all of these Tau with like fusion blasters right behind a bunch of dreadnoughts. And just boom, they appeared and totally turned the tide of war for me. So you got to gamble big. And go big, and then sometimes you get a great result. And that, <laughs> so I was telling you, this is what I would do. I would totally aggressively plant those terminators there. Yeah, yeah. So it it paid off for you. It did pay off. And I believe this turn, I think a cultist squad came back. One of the, you killed a cult squad, and it came back from the dead, and it showed up behind a <laughs> yeah. squad of tag marines. <laughs> it did. Who were holding an objective? Who were holding an objective? Um, and which were thankfully softened up by a lone survivor. A, a tactical uh, squad, a, a Chaos Space Marine squad, was brought down to a man. And uh, before that last guy died, he killed the. Uh, he killed. He killed a, a sergeant. Yeah, he killed that, a sergeant. He killed a sergeant. Tactical sergeant. sergeant. Yeah, he killed a sergeant. sergeant. Right. Softening the uh, enemy up before. For the cultists. For the cultists. Horde. I'd, I'd, I'd like to think they were uh, well trained guerrilla fighters. But the, yeah, they're cultists. <laughs> yeah. They're totally cultists. They're just cultists. They're just cultists. And I think this is the turn where things got crazy. I think, well, it, so you, yeah, because the you, things got crazy on your turn. Well, yeah. So what happened was that um, I think, I, well, no, I think this, it was the next turn that things really got crazy. What happened this turn was that I moved up uh, the chapter master and the command squad, and they, they got rid of one cultist squad and your bikers. Yeah. Right? Um, your bike squad because they were you know object contesting an objective and that set him up to basically get ready to assault your demon prince or your your your, your cultists yeah, yeah like that it. were at this point accompanied by a demon prince uh and, no and uh, no it was uh the dark apostle uh, dark apostle demon prince was still he was still hiding or still flying around yeah 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 i mean i kept eliminating cultist squads and you were able to bring them back yeah oh and also oh also that was the turn i think where the sicarians died the sicarian infiltrators died yeah, you killed you killed them off. I killed I killed them off because the cultists came to save my chaos sword. Right, so and then he joined up with them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, because he was like, "Yes, I I will join you, proud uh, cultists. cultists. <laughs> you have you have saved my life. Therefore, you we shall go to war together." And they did it dramatically. They, they did very. They did it very well. Right. Yeah. All right. So turn three. I think this is where things started going better for you. Um, I still think I'm winning at this point. Yeah. Right? Because I, I, I've lost very few models. Yep. I keep killing your dudes. Later on, they're going to come back, but I, I don't know it at the time. Yeah. But I'm not getting the, the best objectives, but I mean, I'm scoring consistently. Yeah, I think, and I think you had a higher score. I, yeah, I was, I, was, I was leading in the Maelstrom at this point. Yeah. Right. My Storm Talent had now entered in, into the battle and uh, didn't do that much. Yeah. And was shooting things. Sometimes I feel like it does a lot, and sometimes I feel like it doesn't do that much. Yeah. This time I didn't do. It. You know why? Because we had. Uh, oh, we were playing. We were playing using the Empiric Storm. Uh, oh, rules. that's a very important note. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in uh, the Fall of Cadia, there's this uh, 
you know, basically the Empiric Storm rules that yeah. every at the start of every player's turn, you, some, roll, yeah, you, you roll and then some event you roll a happens. Which it is happens a, to the entire battlefield and it could be something crazy. Crazy. Like, you know, all all, you know, spells cost an additional warp charge point. Or everyone gains one strength. Or right. one toughness. Right. Or, or everyone gets healed all, all of a sudden. Or all doubles on psychic tests are now perils. Right. Or or suddenly it's night fighting for the rest of the game. Or someone gets demons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We completely so this, forgot that. Yeah, we forgot about that. So in this turn, I think... Uh, no, it was turn two. It was turn two. You had rolled up, someone gets demons. Basically, yeah. demons materialize out of the warp, and then you do a roll-off. And whoever wins the roll-off gets, gets the a unit of demons. demons. In this case, we had corn blood ladders, so we picked them. Yeah. And I won the roll-off. So we had this really weird scenario where the Iron Hands had a bunch, a bunch of, of demons, corn blood letters, sort of doing their bidding. <laughs> so, so they were protecting. Yeah, they were protecting my uh, call, call and the vanguard and uh, attack squad by providing a meat shield from yeah. all the advancing cultists. Oh, that was quite funny. Yeah, the, the corn blood letters. I was ready, I was so wanted to charge them into your um, your chaos attack squads that were coming. But um, but you shot them to pieces before yeah. they they did anything, and that's the problem with corn blood letters. They're toughness three, so they die fast. Yeah, they die pretty quickly. Yeah, but uh, well, but that was that was pretty funny to have a bunch of corn demons. The corn demons show up all the time, <laughs> working yeah. for the Imperium. Cost me a round of shooting, so yeah, it did, it did. You had, you had to you had to waste them. Um, so in in I guess on my turn three, not 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 all that much happened. Besides, I kept killing you know individual dudes here and there, this, but this wasn't is enough. This is where you charge, though. I don't think I... Is this the turn that I charged into your Dark Apostle? And um, Oh, uh, I charged a attack squad into your Heretics that also contained the Dark Apostle. Yeah. Right? Yeah, my... Uh, yeah, 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 my Chaos Cultist. And then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's what happened. Right. Um, and we ended up fighting that um, for a while. And, and that, that was the start of the, what became the Hairball. The Hairball, because... Right. It, it just went mad. Um, uh, another squad of cultists would show up. Uh, attack, uh, another Chaos Space Marine squad would show up. Your uh, your bike squad uh, with Smash Effort would, would show up. The Demon Prince Showed made an appearance. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Vanguard and Belisaria's Call would later right. on make another appearance. So this this went on for like three turns or something. Yeah, it went on for the rest of the game. For the rest, of the, the rest of the game. And, the, and the, the fight kept getting bigger and bigger. And bigger. Um, I mean, people were dying. But it just didn't. But it, but it wasn't the bike squad. I think they had lost one, one, one of the bike guys. Yeah. But they, um, but we were kind of whiffing on. The bike guys were kind of whiffing. The yeah. librarian who had force was whiffing on his attacks. Yeah. So we, we weren't killing much. But the, so the fight just kept getting bigger. There were more bodies, more bodies until, until Call and the Vanguard showed up. Yeah. So one of the canicles. Oh yeah. Is fist of uh, no no it's a litany of the electromancer or something like something that. Something like that. Okay, so this is a crazy canicle. Yeah. That um, if you invoke it, that means. Anybody that you're in, you know, assault with, yeah, with your um, models that have the canicles rules, mm-hmm. suffer two strength four AP dash hits yeah. for every model that you have in that assault. Mm-hmm. So I had seven models. I had six Vanguard and Belisarius Call. Yeah. So that means every every unit. That was in that assault. Yeah, 
is now being hit with 14 strength four <laughs> hits. So suddenly, yeah. before you had tons of cultists in this giant and now, hairball, and then all of a sudden, all of them get gone. electrified. All of them get gone. All <laughs> like of them all killed. All of them just suddenly get wiped well, out with gone. this one giant gone. electric shock. All that's left by the end of that whole thing was the demon prince. Yeah, that was awesome. That was, I've never seen, you know, I've ignored that canical. I've never used that canical, but to suddenly see it clear out this huge giant fight full of heretics and cultists all screaming, suddenly they're all dead. They're all dead. Yeah. Just, it was crazy. Electricity coruscating over their fallen bodies everywhere. And there's Colin in the vanguard just laughing. I I never, I never knew that, that, uh. Yeah, we never, we we never uh, uh, such a powerful thing. We just sort of skimmed it because we're like, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's very situational. It's a canical that you know uh, you you don't think, but if you have a big enough unit, and this this is a perfect storm for this because you had like three or four units in that fight. Yeah, right. And I had seven guys who allowed for two hits each. Yeah, join the fight that turn, and so suddenly. You had three or four units getting hit with 14 strength four hits. And that's just a lot of dice that could result. And they're automatic hits. I didn't even have to roll the hit. They were automatic hits. I just needed to roll the wound. And since most of these guys were tough, toughness three, they they suffered. Yeah, it was it was quite mad. It was a great canical. I love it. It was pretty good. Notwithstanding um, that, though. However, <laughs> um, in on the other fronts of the battlefield is where I found greater success. Yep. Um, most notably, the Terminators, who were able to blow up the Sakaran, and they got me a point, an objective point that I think I stole from you. Yeah. Uh, object, it was objective five. Because you had behind, I had behind enemy lines, and yeah. you had, thanks to my advice, materialized right behind that Sakaran. Oh, yeah, it was two points, because it, it wasn't just that, but also along with getting being part of the Chaos Warband. Yes. Uh, they got that objective secured. Oh, right. Yeah, so they were able to basically over... Uh, yeah, they were essentially able to just grab the uh, Objective 5 despite your quad mortars being there. Right. So they, they got me just... two objectives, actually. Right. Alongside um, probably the most critical uh, point grab. And it was all thanks to... The Mind Veil. The Mind Veil. Again, the Mind Veil um, comes... Seriously, comes this is a wonderful artifact. Basically... It allows you to move three d six inches uh, without like restrictions on like where you move. Like it's basically like phasing almost. Think like the um, if you play Necrons, think the um, the wraiths, canonic wraiths, canonic wraiths. Yeah, yeah. You feel a phase shift three d six, and so you you could you had an opportunity to secure objective one. Yeah, then this was really important because I had gotten two. Two, um, I had gotten two things for objective one. Two Maelstrom cards. Two Maelstrom cards for so objective you, so one. So this was worth two points and for And one you. for objective six. And I have no one else in range. And I know you had your, um, it was the Storm Talon, could have grabbed it. Right. If it had just gone in hover mode. Could have grabbed it next turn. Right. And that would have changed the game dramatically. Right. And I was like, no, no, can't. that can't happen. <laughs> and then right. I'm just scrambling. I'm thinking, what, what can possibly get there? And then I remember, oh, wait. I've got the mind veil, and I haven't used it yet. So you needed to roll, I think, twelve. I need to roll twelve inches. This allows you, to, and you could run afterwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I need to roll a twelve on the three d six. 
And you did. I did. I rolled just, I rolled specifically a 12. <laughs> right. So you got, you got within three inches of the uh, objective. So you, since your objective was secured, you got it. I and got that it. gave you two, two points. points right there. Right. So with that and the fact that you got the objective from behind enemy lines. I got, yeah, I got that. Right. I got I was scoring a bunch of little objectives along the way as well. Yeah. Uh, so we ended up we ended up calling it really at the end of turn four because or no, it was turn five. It was around turn five ish, I believe. Was it turn five? It was. Turn, oh, it was turn five. Yeah, it was turn five. It was, it was turn, end, end of turn five. Um, because we had a we had a we had a rabbit. We, we, had a rabbit. we didn't have time. Uh, it this, went, the game, game went on. For, we started a little later, and it just went on for a long time because there's so many miles. So many miles on. So many miles, man. Yeah. So so we didn't really the, the game. We yeah. had a, we had a call at that point. And um, it, it was very likely that the Alpha Legion was going to win. I it, was be- I was behind uh, two or three Maelstrom points at this point. Yeah, uh, by the end we by the end, including Maelstrom and secondary objectives, I had thirteen. Right. Uh, you had. I think I had eleven. Nine or no, yeah. no, it was nine. And you weren't you weren't high as eleven. You weren't high as eleven. Okay. Uh, you you had potential to score uh, if the game had gone on. Yeah. Um, but yeah. by that point, you were I think eight or nine. I believe. Yeah. So there was a good chance. Yeah. Not, yeah the, the, the likelihood was that you were going to win, that Alpha Legion was going to win. Yeah. And, and, and again, I had lost very few models. Very I, few I, models. The most significant was the Sakaran. I lost the Sakaran tank. But, but I just... I, but I had killed all your Terminators. You know, I had wiped out tons of uh, cultists. I killed both your... Uh, well, actually, the cult... Now, the cultists were actually still relatively... The, there were plenty of diminished uh, squads with diminished health. But they just kept coming back. Well, they kept coming back. They kept coming back. Yeah, that was the point. Is that, that was I, even point. though I kept killing them, they they kept coming back. And they just kept scoring me points. Um, yeah. So but most it, of everything else though was pretty much gone. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, I mean, I felt good about my army. I just. It went, but when you're dealing with an army that keeps coming back and back and back, and can just and it, they can just grab objectives at yeah. like such opportune moments right and then the the alpha legion also has this this funny little rule oh yeah that uh, basically you can't re- you, whoever your warlord is um whenever he's killed then you any just, other character can, can just become, become the, the warlord, warlord and, and you can't get the warlord point until you kill every single character so and it, as, opponent's army. and pretty much as long as you're playing with the um as long as you're playing with that lost and damned formation uh with replaceable cultists your opponent will never get that point. Yeah. He will never get that point. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It's, it, it is, it's, it's, it's such a nice little addition of like the fluffy shenanigans, that rule. Yeah. This is, this is, uh, yeah. So that I never expect yeah. uh, Slay the Warlord when I'm playing yeah. Alpha Legion now. You can, you can never, you can no. never expect a table in Alpha Legion no. group. Belisarius was a very pretty model that just was standing around doing I, nothing. I was invoking the occasional mechanical and Skatari Doctrina. Yeah, but. So now, so he was good for that. And that helped. But honestly, as an individual, he didn't do one thing. No, he didn't. He Not didn't. one he thing. He didn't do a thing. No, he didn't attack. He, he, he was just standing there. He's just standing there. Relatively ineffectual going. Well, because, hey. because he's so short range. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he just kind of had to watch the he's a, fight. He's a, he would be a beast in a fight. And I think not even that much. He gets three attacks. He's not, he's not, he's just, he's, he just takes up everyone's time. Yeah. He's, I'm just here to waste your time. time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I'm still want to. I still want to feel him. I think he's a great. Um, he's got great rules. But you, I think you just have to be very strategic with him because otherwise, yeah, he's a giant point suck. He's 200 points. He's just standing there going, "Hey." I mean, if I, I had, if I had spent 200 points on on some more, you know, 
Marines or something, I probably would have had better results. Yeah. Yeah. But got, until then, he just whatever. Sort, of, sort of stands there. Kinda, this kind of falls under the new model syndrome. Um, not 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 to such. Yeah. Well, he didn't he didn't die. He didn't die. He, just didn't, like, he didn't do much. He did the one spectacular thing he did was he invoked that. Uh, you know. Well, that isn't even his thing. That's like everyone's that's, thing. That's a canonical. Yeah. So, a tech so he didn't even do it. that. <laughs> well, he did, but well, then, I mean, but, he and, helped but, in terms of the model account, but and, well, yeah, but you need a you, yeah. I guess you're right. You're right. But he did. But no, that's not unique to him. That's true. Any tech priest or any, any anyone can do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. So anyway, so that was that was our that was our battle. That was our battle. And Iron Hands and Skatari. Yeah, strong strong showing uh, for both armies, really. Yeah. Iron Hands outperforming in terms of model count, but Alpha Legion. This is some very tactical shenanigans we got. <laughs> they do mind veil shrouding. They do. Tons right. of nonsense. Okay, well, that's um, that's episode 36 of the Eye of Terror podcast. We really would love for you guys to uh, give us a review on iTunes. Subscribe on yep. Stitcher or on SoundCloud or iTunes or Google Play Music or anywhere you listen to this podcast. Do remember to subscribe. Uh, also, send us email. We're at the Eye of Terror podcast at gmail.com. Mm. Come visit us on our Facebook page. We've mm. got some folks there. Um, who are starting to leave some pictures and comments on our stuff. We've got our video of the uh, unboxing of Shadow Wars now mm-hmm. on our Facebook page. It's also on our YouTube um, channel. If you guys want to come and visit us there, we'd certainly appreciate it. With that, I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40 Gay. We'll see you guys soon. Mm-hmm.